I am Dr. Swanee Jet, and I have a passion for public health for over 30 years. Now, I'm in a position to affect change. And these are the critical conversations about health and our community with the people who can help me make those changes. Good afternoon, welcome to CEO Live Talks. I'm your host, Dr. Swanee Jett, and I have a special guest with me today, uh, Mr. Hall of Famer, Ivan Green. What's up, my brother? How you doing today? Ah, man, just living the dream, man. Uh, trying to grasp everything, but I'm, ex I'm, I'm excited. I'm starting to get excited. Okay. I'm trying to keep a hold on it, and keep a hold on my excitement, but uh, I'm ready, man. It's, it's kind of difficult to keep your emotions in check for such a special recognition day. Uh, definitely, man. I got a bunch of people. We were tallying up the tickets, man. I think I got about 40, close to 50 people coming to the banquet mm -hmm. and probably more coming to the game. I got a couple of celebrations afterwards, Friday and Saturday, well, today and tomorrow. And these people, the city's been opening up, man. So it's definitely a dream come true, man. And uh, I'm excited about it and just ready, man. This is, for so everybody. For, for the audience that don't know, <clears throat> tonight is the Hall of Fame Banquet, Universal Louisville, and one of the honorees is Mr. Ivan Green. Um, long overdue, we talked about this on the last show. And, um, you know, you're a homegrown athlete. People love you. The city reveres you. You know, walk me through that. How does that feel to have so much love, so many people embrace you? Um, it, it feels amazing. It's been, and it's been like that my entire life here. I, um, I've been embraced, but I've also represented the city and I feel like I've represented the city well around the nation. I am always repping U of L, always repping the city of Louisville, mm -hmm. and I'm always repping male high school, you know, mm -hmm. coming from where I got a nice little surprise when I walk on the field for my male high school grads today. I mean, tomorrow. So I'll be looking for that, but, um, it's just great from everybody around. They, I've been getting congratulations and, and, and just from everywhere. I go to the store, just restaurants, and everybody's just reaching out, recognizing and saying congratulations. Man. So you know, it's, a, it's a great thing. You know, we talked about, you know, the spotlight. You know, I've been a public figure for a long time, and, um, and you have to walk a different way. You know, do you feel the magnitude of that? Um, do you have to change or can you continue to be the same person you are? Because I already know you're very humble, but it's difficult when you start to climb the ladder or you get certain recognition to to continue to be you. Uh, being this person, I've been this person my entire life. You know me. So just a humble guy who was blessed with a, with a talent that was able to carry me and, and, and create a, a lifestyle that I'm enjoying. Um, I've always also had to be that example because with my five daughters, man, I, I don't ever want to be somebody that they can't look up to and can't model and can't challenge themselves based on the achievements that I've done. Mm -hmm. So um, I challenge them all the time. You got to do one more than this, one more than that. Whether it's school, whether it's, whether, it's, whether it's income, whether it's jobs, whether it's whatever, I'm always pushing them and trying to be that example. So I'll always be this, this guy who's going to set the example and have to walk the way I, I should walk. Well, think about it like this. Um, it's, you're not just an example for your daughters. Um, you're an example for people. 
right? So I see and I've heard of a lot of athletes or a lot of people on a larger scale, larger stand, um, that they can't walk amongst the people, right? Uh, they don't sign autographs or they think they're bigger than who they are, you know? So you're an example for all the little kids coming up, right? And and that's what I strive for as well, is to be that example for people, right? Now that you know that you have, you're getting this great honor, you know, walk me through the darkest times because there's a lot that has transpired in your life that now bring this recognition full circle. And I know when you get it tonight, you're going to cry because you can't help but to because you were somewhere by yourself. Oh, definitely. There was definitely some dark times, man. Uh, I'm going to tell you again, you ain't going to get me to cry today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to save them tears for tonight. Okay. But um, it was definitely some dark times, man. Financial especially. Uh, going from from where I to the top, back to the bottom, back up to the top. It was definitely a roller coaster. But um, God doesn't make mistakes. Mm -hmm. So I um, I remember having problems paying some bills and, 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 and some things getting taken away, some luxuries getting taken away. Um, I remember struggling and, and, and just waking up and looking at my kids laying in the bed, man. We lived in a two-bedroom apartment. It was five of us. And we lived in a two-bedroom apartment, man. And uh, I just remember sitting on the balcony one day and it was storming. And it just seemed like yesterday I was in the stretch line with Peyton Manning and Adrian James and them guys looking up at the clouds and the sky and it was sunny. So there's been a lot of ups and downs and a lot of roller coaster rides through this journey. But um, it's also an example I use for my daughters. It took this long for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The journey, is, it's, it's, not a, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So stick, stick, stick it out and see it through, man, and, and God will do some amazing things. He, May not come when you want him, man, but he was on time for this one. So I'm ready for the celebration. This is for my family. This is not for me. This is for my family. It's for the city, too. Yeah, definitely for the city. It's for the city, too, um, because you're a beloved son. You know, walk me through, you know, one of those times that you didn't think you was going to make it. Because kids need to hear that. People need to hear that because people give up every day on life. There's been many a times. I'm, I'm trying to think of one to where I, I'm There's one that I'm stood out, <laughs> and then you were mad at the world. And you probably was mad at UFL because you probably felt like they should have took care of you better for your transition from football. Well, oftentimes, man, coming back from the, when I played in the NFL, coming back, just trying to find a job, that was one of the things, man. And I, I reached out to the college, to UofL, and it was more like a cold shoulder type of deal. And it was more of a, uh, well, apply here and we'll see what we can do. <laughs> and <clears throat> I was kind of shook by it. And I would turn around. You said I was going to get you to cry. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, it was just, just coming out and trying to find employment, trying to find a job. I had five kids. They were looking up to me. They were young then, too, so they didn't have a clue what was going on. Mm -hmm. All they knew was is uh, daddy don't have the, 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 the big truck anymore, the Escalade anymore. 
And, um, you know, so I just tried to keep that going. Uh, the administration now versus back then is, is, is definitely different, but I also have a bunch of friends in there who, it's, it's crazy how a friend of mine gets hired as a head coach and, and, and I, I'm, I'm all of a sudden a Hall of Famer. So it's, it's crazy, but at the same time, it's divine timing, man. Yeah, I look at it like that. My mom always says, man, everything happens for a reason, the way it happens for a reason. And so um, coming back to the city after playing in the NFL was rough. It was, it was definitely rough, rough, man. But um, <laughs> it's not rough. to get into many details. No, I, I, I know it was rough because I, I heard stories when I used to go back to Chicago. You know, we thought you was one of the ones that would make it. So I'm sure you're playing at that level, you're available that people were coming to you with that. And I had to hear uh, Mr. Richardson today talk about that when he blew out his knee at Cincinnati Bengals camp. Uh -huh. He came back and people said, hey, Hawk, we thought you were the one that's going to make it. And so that's it's very hard to hear that. Well, you get the questions of what happened, what happened. That was the crazy part about it. Because coming back, I landed, I ended up having to work for MSD. But I was a temp. Right. I got had to go through a temp, and I was a temp for 13 months. And... We was making seven dollars an hour, right? So sitting in there, and I would walk in, and people were doing double takes, right? And like, man, you look familiar, and I would play it off or whatever. But once folks found out who I was, or you know what I had done, they're like, "What happened? What happened? What happened?" Because that's one thing I teach the kids. I'm like, man, NFL a lot of times stands for not for long, right? Because once you get in there, man, the, the longevity of it, it it's not promised. And a lot of times we call it hitting the lottery. There's a small percentage of folks who go to the NFL and actually get that money to set them for life. Right. But um, also the importance of it is, is making sure you get your degree, using it to get Correct. your degree so when Correct. you come back, because that's the one thing I can say is I'm fortunate enough to have my master's degree and my bachelor's degree that I got through playing football and playing sports. And I wouldn't be in the position that I am. I wouldn't be an administrator at JCPS right now if it wasn't for that education. We are here uh, in the community. We partner with our community health workers uh, to run vaccination clinics throughout the city of Louisville, uh, specifically downtown in the West End. Uh, the importance of events like these is that uh, a lot of people have transportation issues. So we are able to come out into the community and get people the vaccinations that they need. So it's really important to have um, these type of events uh, in the community because, you know, as we know, uh, when COVID and flu season comes around, our underserved communities are hit the hardest. Um, so if we can bring any vaccines or anything that they need, glucose testing, it's important to meet people where they're at. At Park Duval, we care about the community. We do events like this monthly because we are the community and we love to give back to the community. Be sure to visit our website for more of our upcoming community outreach events. For more information, visit us online at pdchc.org. Hi, I'm Destiny. I'm the Community Health Workers Manager here at Park Duval Community Health Center. This is my team of community health workers. Community health workers close care gaps, reduce barriers to care, and address health disparities in our community. 
community healthcare workers act as a bridge between the patient and the provider to stay engaged in the healthcare plan. CHW strive to work as committed care team members for PDCHC, for current patients, and to provide access to those who need a new medical home. For more information, please visit pdchc.org or visit one of our centers. Thank you. You know, the, the critical thing you said, and you know, I've been having this conversation consistently, is you have to have a plan. You have to have a plan A, B, and C, just in case you don't make it in sports. And you have to have a transition. But the other problem is, you know, just like the NFL teaches you when you first come in on financial literacy, the universities have to take care of the student athletes to make sure that they can make that transition once the sport is done. Yes, you're a student, yes, you're an athlete, but what does that look like? What does your career look like? How to project that out? Um, because that's a tough transition, and I remember going through that myself. Don't know how I landed, but I did. What would you tell universities today on how to take care of athletes? Number one, make sure they get their degree, but number two, set them up for success after they leave. Just go through all the financial literacy parts of it. Teach them about credit and, and developing credit. Because mm -hmm. one thing I had problems with coming out is they're like, okay, yes, you have some money, but you don't have any credit. You don't have any credit right. under your name. So teach them about the credit. Teach them about debt. Teach them, just make them have accounts, you know what I mean? And, and then they're able to budget. Teach them about budgeting and, and, and bring people in. Not only the people who've made it, mm -hmm. but the people who haven't made it. Because one thing that you, a person or a person who's made all the money, they hit that what we call the lottery in the NFL. They can come back and tell them how great things are. Right. But it takes that person to come back and tell them how bad things can get, how bad things can be. I know guys that got drafted in first, second, and third rounds, and now they're currently working in warehouses. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? They're forklift mm -hmm. drivers and different things to where you never would have thought that you would go from one point getting drafted to another point not even being able to get a job because mm. you didn't finish school. You know, you bring up an interesting point, too. And I think this is something that University of Louisville Athletic Department need to bring you in to talk about your testimony and your life as an example, right? Because something that kids don't know, and I, when I go speak to you and I tell them, think about this. You know, if one out of 10 people is in the room, they're a football player, only one of you gonna make it, right? Now, let's say that one football player that makes it, the minimum salary now I think is 350,000. You only last in the NFL three years, projected. That's $1 million. If you go get a master's in healthcare administration or an MBA and you run an organization, your minimum is going to be 150000 to 200000 In five years, you have caught them. In five more years, they would never make that income they made at that one point you will supersede them for the longevity of life. And that's what we need to be teaching the youth. 
is getting that degree, picking the correct field. Yeah, that's that's not my, any my field, <laughs> right? That's gonna be my next, and then project out from there. So, I think that's what your bill needs to work on, and they need to really bring you in as a guest lecturer, and then maybe you need to be in the booth calling some games. I could see a whole different future. Well, that 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 there's also been talks of me being in the booth. Uh, you know, I'm currently a football coach, O-line coach over at Central High School, mm-hmm. and um, I've been approached to do that part of it. But I, I think that all the way around, um, great, great friend of mine, Deion Branch, he's mm-hmm. over there at UofL, and he's we're actually been in talks quite a bit, and we're paving the way for a lot of what you just said, a lot of talks, a lot of keeping it real moments. One thing I had, I did have when I was at UofL was mm-hmm. a lot of guys, Sam Madison, Tony Bethel. I remember Sam. All of them guys would pull us in the room. We would put the coaches out, man, and they would give us real life, the real deal of how things go, how things can be, what this can do, what that can do. And sometimes it's not for a public eye, a public right. ear, because a lot of things that happen are crazy things that you, a lot of times, the young kid coming into college can't handle Right. If he's not giving the heads up. Right. So a lot of those guys, like I said, Sam Madison, man, Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. New York Giants. So. Tony Bethel was one of the greatest players. He was just as good as Sam. He had just got hurt. And that, had he not got hurt, we'd have been talking with him him right next to Sam, man. Great guys. He had a birthday party last week we mm-hmm. were uh, celebrating. But those guys would pull us in and give us the lowdown and give us what the deal was behind the scenes. And a lot of that is missing nowadays. Okay. Um, I've been over to talk to you a couple of times, the players. And like I said, you'll bring, they'll bring people in and they're good people to talk. But then after it's my turn, I'm like, okay, let's cut the cameras and let's talk about the real stuff. Let's talk right. about what happens on, on the scene, behind the scenes, you know, out here in the world mm-hmm. that you're living in, especially when you're an athlete who is having success. It's like a magnet. Trouble, it's a lot of a trouble magnet. Yeah, it's a lot of trouble magnets. Mm-hmm. And it can be good. It can be dressed up and glitter and glam. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you look up and you're in another dark place. And you're like, oh, man. We are here uh, in the community. We partner with our community health workers uh, to run vaccination clinics throughout the city of Louisville, uh, specifically downtown in the West End. Uh, The importance of events like these is that uh, a lot of people have transportation issues, so we are able to come out into the community and get people the vaccinations that they need. So it's really important to have um, these type of events uh, in the community because, you know, as we know, uh, when COVID and flu season comes around, our underserved communities are hit the hardest. Uh, So if we can bring any vaccines or anything that they need, glucose testing, it's important to meet people where they're at. At Park Duval, we care about the community. We do events like this monthly because we are the community and we love to give back to the community. Be sure to visit our website for more of our upcoming community outreach events. For more information, visit us online at pdchc.org. Let's let's switch topics and I'm going to shift in a different direction. You know, I remember growing up in Chicago after my friend Benji Wilson was killed. you know, which was a sad moment, the streets began to protect the athletes. Actually, the gangs did. Um, and they would protect us um, around the stadiums. You know, so that was a different. You had to get to the status of being 
you know, star athletes that they wanted to see in order not to mess with you. But that became a cover. Um, what was your protection as an athlete? Because everybody sort of needs that in the city. Well, not to say that I, I, I had friends who, who participated in some different things. And um, I was fortunate enough for them to be like, nah, man, get away. Mm -hmm. You're an athlete. Go play football. I got a guy now. I don't even know his name. Mm -hmm. Been knowing him for probably about 30 years, and he calls me a ball player. Mm -hmm. hey, what's up, ball player? And mm -hmm. those type of mm -hmm. people kept us they kept us out of trouble. Out of trouble. Kept us out of trouble and mm -hmm. just pushed us away. I think that's what we're missing a lot of times today with our youth mm -hmm. is just people tell. A lot of folks, they might not know what to do. But you know what not to do. Right. So teach these kids what not to do, not to make these crazy mistakes that some of the same people are making. Grown folks that are telling them, nah, man, don't be like me. Go be greater. So we're missing that part of it. And just to, to come in and, 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 and to be successful, it's going to take a village. It definitely takes a village. So we definitely had those folks who would tell us now. But those are also the same people that are now janitors somewhere or working in the stores that are, they remember, and, and they say, hey man, you know, I remember you growing up. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're really missing with our youth is those those older folks that are reaching back and telling them what not to do. Well, I think now, uh, <laughs> Mr. Green, we are the older folks. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we have to reach back, because what I, you know, what I'm concerned about, and uh, and I still walk different neighborhoods, and, and you know, I've been in Louisville since 95, so, there's not a part of Louisville that I've ever been afraid of. And maybe it's because of my upbringing in Chicago. But I think we need more people in this city in order to stop curving some of that gun violence. We need our adults to be able to walk through the streets and be able to say, if you see something, you know, because we three generations of separation. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody is friends with somebody or they relate to somebody. And so what are we effectively doing? We're killing our brothers and sisters, our cousins, our neighbors. And, and that's because back in our time, we had the adults control the neighborhood. If, if you did something wrong, Miss um, Hudson would come tell my mother. So I got a whip about Miss Hudson, I got a whip mm. about my mama. And that wasn't a good day for me, you know? So we, we have to change that, that dynamic. Um, let's go back to, you know, I'm ready to celebrate with you. We we started a campaign, uh, you know, to to elevate Abby Green back to the status of hometown hero, um, favorite son of Louisville. And I wanted to bring on the TV show to highlight that. So hopefully, that caught some caught some people's ears. But you know, knowing you, knowing Louisville, and knowing your family, how does your mother feel right now? Oh, man, I had to. We were on the phone last night, and I had to go on the phone with her. I said, "Mom, you're not going to do this right now. <laughs> we're going to save this to, for tomorrow." Right. Because, um, but I did tell her. I said, "Man, mom, she's like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of everything you've accomplished and everything you've done." And I told her, "No, this is your legacy. This is not right. me. This is not my legacy. This is your legacy, mom. You did this, and I'm gonna be able to just look around." My brothers will be in the room, my kids, my grandkids, all of our family and friends. And just to tell her, look, this is what you've created. You started this back in 19, June 3rd, 1976, when I was born. And this is your legacy. Mm -hmm. So 
me being up in the rafters and me being in this Hall of Fame, that's her legacy. She created this. And so I want to applaud her, man. She's when I went to the male Hall of Fame, man, she screamed and she yelled out. It was it was interesting. And I, uh, I'm looking forward to her doing the same thing here, man. It's this is something that's going to be special for her. And I'm doing it for my family, man. This is yeah, it's, it's a big boom, but, I'm, you know, my mom does a lot of different things, and, and I try to keep it low-key. Yeah, I met know, moms. And I try to keep it humble. She's like, you're doing big things. I'm like, yeah. no, Mom, I never want to think like that because, you know, what we need to tell her, you, you have accomplished something, but there's so much more to accomplish. So as soon as I accomplish one thing, I put that aside, and I do something else, and that keeps me humble. What's the next chapter for you? I'm not even sure. Um I, uh, one of my sayings that I always preach and I teach to my kids is be faithful to the things God has blessed you with mm -hmm. and then pray for the capacity to handle the blessings that are, that are yet to come. Because, I mean, a lot of folks pray for a million dollars. But if you can't budget five dollars, <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what you going to think is going to happen when you get a million? You're going to so, blow it? But also... God has blessed you with things that are right in front of you. Right. God blessed me with five wonderful daughters, and I've been faithful to them because mm -hmm. that's what God has blessed me with. Be, be, be faithful to the things God has blessed you with. Right. And then pray for the capacity to handle the blessings that are yet to come, and I promise you, you will continue to be blessed. I got three grandkids, and I'm looking forward to, to just helping raise them. Mm-hmm. Not raising them because I done did my right. my parent duty. So now I'm on the level where they get an ice cream for breakfast. So right. tell my daughter to get ready. Right. But um, just being a granddad, I'm looking forward to possibly retiring from from JCPS and you know just getting that retirement and being able to sit back and relax. But also I've been approached with some different things like coaching. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how that goes, man. But um, right now I just. I'm ready to celebrate. So right. today we're going to celebrate. This weekend we're going to celebrate. The city's coming out. We got a, a couple of spots I'm going to be at, man. It's free. We're going to come out and just have a good time, man. I just want everybody to come and just embrace because this is a victory for the city. Man. It is. It is. And I want to say, you know, hey, I always pray for the patience of Job and the wisdom of Solomon. 100%. So those were my two things. Um, you know, I'm, I'm – Excited. I'm very proud of you. Um, I'm humbled to be your friend. And I love you, my brother. I and love you, too. That concludes my show. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. <laughs>